Life Audio. Hey, sis, and welcome to Inside Out with Courtney. It's a podcast that helps thousands of women all around the globe, just like you, grow in Christ, character, calling, career, and community. Join me along with occasional guests as we talk about biblical truths, overcoming issues of life as Christian women, while also being encouraged and equipped for every good work as we await the return of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Courtney Richard, and after a quick commercial break, we'll get ready to start growing from the inside out. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, again, welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about four ways to grow in Christian character. Now, if you're here, then I know that you're looking to mature in your faith. And I totally get it because I'm the same way. I absolutely love growing in my walk with the Lord. But growing in Christian character is all about how we reflect Christ out there in our world, but also inside of our homes. And what does it look like in our own personal lives, right? And so if you're here, then I'm so glad and I commend you for being here because you are wanting to grow as a Christian woman. And so thank you so much for being here. I also want to let you know that if you do know someone that's interested in growing in Christian character, then definitely go ahead and share this episode with them as well. Now, without further delay, let's go ahead and dive into this. Now, you know what I like to do is I always like to break down words. If we're going to be talking about something, I always like to get a better understanding of what we're going to be talking about. And so since we're talking about Christian character, number one, we know that Christian is to be Christ-like, is to be a believer in Christ and to be a follower and a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. But then the other part is character, right? It's what we look like in our lives and in our communities and in our cities and in our churches. And so we want to make sure that we are reflecting like Christ. And so that's when character comes into play. And so I always like to break it down from a natural sense as well. And from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it means attributes or features that make up and distinguish an individual. And so if someone knows you, then they're going to know you by your character. And people will say, if somebody says something, for instance, if someone says something crazy about you, then because they know your character, they're going to know, nope, that's not her. That's not her character because of the mark that you leave, because of the distinctive quality that you leave behind. And that's what it means in the Greek. It means mark and distinctive quality. And so we want to make sure that we are leaving the kind of mark in our churches, in our cities, in our communities, in our homes, on our jobs, the people we encounter, people that look up to us, that people that we influence, either that's online or even that's in our communities or people that we lead. We want to make sure that we're leaving a good mark in those people's lives and in the world that we live in. And so I also want to say that growing in Christian character is about growing in maturity. 
That's right. Christian maturity, Christ-like maturity. And so we grow through the word of God. We grow through the knowledge of the word. We grow in life and through experiences that we encounter. This is how we're going to be able to exemplify good, wholesome Christian character so that others will want what we have and that we're a good person to be around, right? What I mean by good person is that our characteristics represent Christ because we know that Christ was just just an exemplary person, right? And so we follow him. And I love what Hebrews 6, 1 tells us. It says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and mature in our understanding. And so the Lord is always looking for us to continue to grow in our walk. Also, Apostle Paul. I love the Apostle Paul. I mean, he's like one of my favorite Bible characters. Who's one of your favorite Bible characters? Let me know. Email me. Yeah, I love it. Between him and Joshua, they are like my faves. And I like what he says when he talks about living like Christ in Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. And this is what it says. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to live a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together in peace. You got to know that we are called and we are chosen by God. That's what it tells us. And so we know that many are called and few are chosen. But here's the thing. When he calls us, then we need to live a life worthy of that calling, sis. All right. He wants us to be humble and gentle, which I'm going to talk about in just a little bit. He wants us to be patient with each other, allowing for each other's faults. Like when you really think about that, he wants us to love one another and to be united by the spirit and to have peace, to be peaceable. And so this is fruitful living. Now, I do want to let you know real quick before we dive into these four ways to grow in Christian character, I do have a nine-part video teaching series that is all about fruitful living, and it's all about growing in the fruit of the Spirit. So go ahead, check that out. I'll leave that in the show notes, but you can also go to CourtneyRichard.com for that. All right, so without further delay, let's go ahead and dive into these four ways to grow in Christian character. Number one is compassion. Jesus was compassionate. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And so I have a couple of questions for you. Do you feel like you could be a little bit more compassionate? Or do you feel like you're doing good in this department? For instance, are you being sensitive to other people's needs, whether they're poor, whether they have money or not, whether they're, you know, living in a, a good place or not a good place, whether they dress a certain way or don't dress a certain way, you know, whether it's a certain type of status or not the certain status. I mean, where are you in regards to loving others that don't look like you? right? We think about the Good Samaritan story. What about that? The Jew and the Samaritan. Basically loving your neighbor as yourself is loving someone that doesn't look like you, doesn't act like you. And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to help you anyway. I see that there's a need. And so I'm going to be there for you. But sometimes we can get so, so busy and caught up in our own personal lives that we don't stop to care. And that is what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to show compassion by caring for other people because Jesus did that. We want to be Christ-like. We're talking Christ-like character here. He had the characteristic of caring. And so as believers and as Christians, Christ-like people, right? We want to make sure that we are caring for others. Just recently, my mom had surgery and I called her on the day that she had surgery. I prayed for her. I talked to her the day before, but I also called her and talked to her after she had the surgery. But after that, when she you know, went into the next day, I got so busy in my day that I did not call my mom and I realized it and the Holy Spirit quickened me. And show me you have not called 
your mom. The Holy Spirit was like, you need to stop to care and you need to go ahead and call her. And it was 10 o'clock. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to think something's going on, you know? And when I called her, she was like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm calling to see if you're okay. How are you? How are you doing? And that moment by the Holy Spirit quickening me showed compassion, care for my mom and just being sensitive to her need. And she probably wondered during the day, like, I haven't heard from Courtney. And so just that. So I want to ask you this. When was the last time you stopped to care? Because Jesus did that. The woman at the well, people who needed healing, people who were sick, people who were blind. Jesus cared enough to stop, to pause, and to care. And we need to do the same thing. Well, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when I get back, then I'm going to share the next three ways of growing in Christian character. Stay tuned for more. All right, welcome back. Let's go ahead and dive into the next three ways of how to grow in Christian character. So number two is all about walking in integrity. That's right. We want to be women of integrity. And being a woman of integrity is all about being honest and true and pure. So when you think about your own life, are you being honest, sis? In anything, any of your endeavors, any of the things that you're doing, even when you're in conversations, because we want to be women of truth. And so, or are you telling lies? Do you struggle with that? If you do go to God, read up on scriptures, pull up scriptures on lying and telling the truth. And I'm telling you, you're going to grow. And so the next time you open up your mouth, you're going to consider that and you're going to say the truth. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are people who struggle with lying and they don't do it intentionally, but sometimes it's a struggle and all of us have struggles in our lives. That might not be your struggle, but it just might be. And if it is, then I want to encourage you to just speak truth and continue practicing to speak truth. And I want to let you know the Holy Spirit is right there within you to help you to do that. The other thing is to be pure, right? Uh, one of the things that Jesus tells us in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, 8, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And so we want to be pure in our heart, in our mind, and even in our actions. All right. So before I get out of here on this point, I want to share 2 Timothy 2, 21. And this is what it says. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use for every good work. Now, I want to be used by God for every good work. Anything that he calls me to do, I want to make sure that I'm being used by him. And this verse gets me because anytime there's anything I'm thinking about that may not be right, I'm like, okay. Or anything I'm about to watch that might not be right, a movie or whatever it is, I'm like, okay, I want to be pure in heart. And even though I'm married, I still will turn my face away. I'll turn my eyes away because I want to protect my heart. I want to be pure in heart. Then I'll look back, right? If it's something good. If I'm watching a, a Netflix movie or just a general movie, then I'm like, I still have to guard my heart with what I'm watching. And I want to make sure that it doesn't get into my heart if it's something that's impure. And so I want to encourage you to do the same thing. We're adults. I get it. But we're also Christian adults. All right. So what would Jesus do? And I think about that. <laughs> what would the Holy Spirit want us to do in those moments? All right, let's move on to the next thing. So point number three is to watch your attitude. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you something. As women, sometimes we can have a bad attitude and we got to get it right. <laughs> we want to make sure that we are walking with good attitude and we're watching it. And so an attitude has a lot to do with our mindset. So I want you to think about some of the things that you are pondering and meditating on. And if it's negative and it's not good and it's causing you to be emotional and you're going to react in a certain way that's not kingdom, that's not godly, then I want you to retract that thought. I want you to pause and consider before you open your mouth, pause and consider before you're about to react 
to someone or to a situation, whether that's a text, an email, a message, an inbox message, whatever it is, you know, I want you to reel it in before you say anything, because a bad attitude has to do a lot with your mindset, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're allowing to roam in your mind, whatever you're allowing the enemy to just have up there to fester, because all he wants you to do is to respond improperly. He just wants to kill your witness with someone. He wants to be an accuser of the brethren because that's just who he is. And so in that moment, you have to say, you know what? Mm. Lord, help me. Stop and say, Lord, help me. Because ooh, I'm about to say something. I'm about, to, I'm about to do something that ain't good. Okay. So in that moment, you have permission to pause, to pray, and to process before you respond. You know, personally, I had a situation that recently happened to me where someone messaged me and they were rude. They really were rude in the message. And I had to like pause because the moment I was just going to be like, well, you know what? I can just respond in this way and just say this or whatever. And then I said, nope, mm -mm, nope, I need to respond properly because immediately it made me think about this is so rude. Like this person is being nasty, but I had to think about everything, everything. I'm a leader. And as leaders, we have to watch what we say. We have to watch how we uh, act out here. Okay. We're talking about Christian character. And so the Bible tells us not many of you should teach because of your mouth, because of your tongue. And so we have to guard our tongues. And so I had to pause, pray, consider, process all the things that I'm telling you to do right now. And I did, and I responded properly, but I had a moment. And so I want to tell you to give yourself permission to pause and really consider what you're about to do, because it comes down to the fruit of the spirit, which is self-control. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But we need to just really think about it before we respond. And that's as we're responding to our leaders, a boss, a mother, a sister, your husband, um, whoever it is that you're talking to, or just somebody online. Think about it. You know, sometimes you can have a bad attitude because we feel disrespected or misunderstood or misrepresented or accused of something. And it's in moments like that when the enemy wants a piece. Oh, yes, he wants a slice of the pie. And you have to say, no, not today, Satan. Nope, I'm going to renew my mind and I'm going to respond in the proper way. And that's exactly the way that the Lord would want us to. That's exactly what Jesus would want us to. All right, so let's move on to point number four, which is my last point. And it's this, growing through the fruit of the Spirit. So Galatians 5, and 23, it says, but the Holy Spirit will produce this type of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such, there is no law. So there's no law. That's basically what that's about. There's no law that's going to stop you from bearing fruit. They had a lot of laws in the Old Testament. And here we are talking about the New Testament, right? But this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. There's no law against bearing fruit. Like God wants you to bear fruit. <laughs> so this is a good thing. And so if you want to grow in the fruit of the spirit, then I encourage you to study every piece of the fruit. Study love, like do a deep dive into love. Do a deep dive into joy. Learn what it means to be peaceable, to patiently wait on the Lord or to patiently wait in the midst of your trial because patience really means long suffering. But it's also just growing and being joyful when things are good or bad. And growing in love is about loving unconditionally. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 and really break down every single line and think about, am I loving well? Am I loving biblically? And then again, being peaceable, not being hostile, bringing peace to a situation and allowing the Holy Spirit to grant you peace, supernatural peace when you need it in life circumstances, especially when things are hard. He can totally do that. 
And I already talked about being patient, but also practicing self-control and being gentle in your tone and in your touch and being faithful and trusting God in faith, being faithful to him, being faithful in your relationships and being faithful in your commitments. And lastly, again, is that self-control and meekness, right? Having humility, being humble, choosing that low road, as I talked about a little bit earlier, but also controlling yourself, being even tempered, being cool. All right. So the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit will help us to be able to be Christians, to be living a life that is exemplary, living a life that is worthy of the calling. Well, all right. That's it for now. Before I close, I do want to let you know, just to remind you about that nine part mini video series about growing in the fruit of the spirit. You can go ahead and get that with your free digital workbook. It's all free for you. It's very, very short. Every video is under three minutes and you can grab that in the show notes or you can go to CourtneyRichard.com. I also want to let you know that I do have a five-day YouVersion Bible app devotional that's called Fruitful Living. You can go ahead and download that on the app on YouVersion, and that's going to be included in the show notes as well. Well, thanks so much for joining me, and I'll talk to you next time. Well, I pray that this episode has helped you. Also, if you need prayer or just want to let me know how this episode has served you, you can email me directly at insideoutwithcourtney at gmail.com. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media, subscribe to the Inside Out with Courtney podcast and blog, and don't forget to tell other women about it. I'd also love it if you could leave a review and also don't forget to grab a freebie of your choice at CourtneyRichard.com. If you're hosting an event, let me know all about it by visiting CourtneyRichard.com slash booking. Now, before I go, I just want to take a quick moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with me on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. And let me tell you something, they've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and so much more. All right, and that's it for now. Until next time, remember, Jesus Christ is coming back soon. So let's get ready from the inside out. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.